I'm Dr. Sky, and welcome once again to the KTAR Podcast, the Dr. Sky Podcast, episode number 116, as we welcome you and yours to the brand new year, 2023. Our wish for you and your family and friends is health and happiness, and also clear skies as we navigate through the universe with the Dr. Sky Show, heard here on purpose, Saturday mornings, 3 a.m. on KTAR News 92.3 FM. For well over a decade, we've been providing you the latest breaking information from these great realms, as we mentioned before, astronomy, space, aviation, weather, and so much more. Welcome to the skies of January 2023. Here's a brief synopsis of what you should be able to see from America's fifth largest city, and for all of you listening in Arizona, equally important as you hopefully have dark and clear skies as we move into the deep part of the winter season. We begin with Earth's nearest neighbor, the moon, and we find out that the moon begins as we open up January 2023 as a waxing gibbous moon, moving on to the full moon itself. On the 6th of January, the full wolf moon. This year of 2023, we experience 13 full moons with the month of August, having two moons indeed. The second full moon of a calendar month by many is referred to as a blue moon. And that moon on the 31st of August of this year, 2023, will not only be a supermoon, but the closest full moon of the entire calendar year. We find out that after this full moon phase, the moon reaches its apogee or farthest position on the 8th. Then it moves on to last quarter phase on the 15th and continues to be a waning crescent moon. New moon or the dark of the moon occurs for us on the 21st. And this, in my opinion, is a great time to look at some of the more faint sky objects that we'll be talking about here on the Dr. Sky Show and the Dr. Sky Podcast. And by the way, if you'd like to get in touch with us and our company, Dr. Sky Incorporated, the email is simple. It's simply Show at gmail.com. That's D-R-S-K-Y show at gmail.com. And we have so many public events that are scheduled for this year that we'd like you and your family to attend and much more about that on the Dr. Sky Show, Saturday mornings, 3 a.m., here on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. We find out that after that moon is new on the 21st, it's also at perigee, or its closest phase, or closest position, I should say, to the Earth. Then the moon continues to wax. Look for it low into the southwestern part of the sky, but particularly on the evening of January the 23rd. We find out the moon, Venus, and the planet Saturn will form a beautiful conjunction of less than four degrees into the southwestern part of the sky. First quarter moon rapidly moves on to the 28th, as we then end that month of January, a most interesting event. But we also have something to talk about with the sun. Did you know that the Earth is closest to the sun on January the 4th? And here in Arizona, that exact time is 9.17 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. For the Earth is at an all-time close distance to the sun of only 91,403,034 miles. You may be wondering, if we're closest to the sun in January, why is it so cold? Well, that's a long story, but made short. It's because of the inclination or the tip of the Earth's axis, some 23.5 degrees, as we move away from that part of the sunlight most directly that the southern hemisphere gets during this time of the year. But also, we find out that in July, interestingly enough, when it's blazing hot here in Arizona, we find out that we are then again farthest from the sun. And that indeed happens to be on around July the 4th, when the Earth is some 94,506,364 miles 
away from the sun. What's the difference between the closest and farthest? The Earth wanders in its orbit, that egg-shaped orbit, by 3,103,330 miles throughout a calendar year. I thought you'd like to know. But how about this if we go back in our time capsule literally to the evening of, well, the 31st of December, New Year's Eve. We all watched the big time ball fall from, let's say, New York City or other places around the world. But did you know the developer or inventor of the time ball was a Royal Navy officer known as Robert Watchell. He developed this starting around 1818. He became interested in developing a method of signaling from an observatory to ships so that the exact time would be on their chronometers so they, of course, could navigate around the world. So we owe Robert Wachope a great thank you, as he's the origin and developer of the time ball that we use here on New Year's Eve to welcome in the new year. For planets, it gets even more interesting. We find out that we have many planets in our evening sky, and did you know that all the major planets are technically visible during the first week of January 2023? When I say visible, I mean, well, in the literal sense. But here we go. We look low in the southwest and we see Venus, easy to see the goddess of love and beauty. Planet Mercury hangs around near Venus during the early part of January. Then moving to the left along the zodiac, we come across the planet Saturn. Then moving to the left across the zodiac, Neptune, which is invisible to your eye, but still there in the evening sky. Telescopes would be required. We move on from there and we find the planet itself the most massive of all. We find the planet Jupiter, the god of gods. Still bright in our skies and easy to see with the naked eye and a telescope. And great detail is available with the telescope. But from there we go to the planet Uranus, a planet that was discovered by William Herschel, an astronomer back on March the 13th of the year 1781. And then continuing the planetary parade, we come across Mars, the god of war. Still bright, great in the telescope, you can see the North Polar Hood and so much surface detail on this red god of war as it continues to dominate our skies. But don't forget, on the evening of January the 22nd, look low in the southwest for a conjunction, a very close one, of the planet Venus and the planet Saturn. They'll be separated by nearly a half degree, or maybe a little less than that. That'll be a sight for the naked eye for those of you that have dark skies. Dr. Sky travels to the high deserts of Arizona. And we continue, ladies and gentlemen, to continue that tradition at the beautiful The Wild Resort and Spa in West Sedona. We'll be there as we move through time and space during these particular dates in January. We will be there as we talk about one of the things that you can see in the nighttime sky as we hopefully show, hopefully show you that is the moon and the planets with our lasers and, of course, many other of the telescopes that we bring there. So we'll be seeing you on that weekend, the Saturday, which I believe is the 17th, and then as we move on to the 31st of January, that, of course, will be our weekday event at The Wild Resort and Spa. Go to thewildresort.com to learn much more. And if you have questions and comments for the Dr. Sky Show, give us a, you know, send us an email. That email, once again, is drskyshow at gmail.com. And if not, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, not only can you find this podcast, which I'm, of course, hoping you're liking, you can also find our blog with great information that you can read and share and make your own copy of your own star chart and navigate through the skies and learn about the positions of many of the Earth's satellites. That is heavens-above.com. Until next time, this is Dr. Sky reminding you always to remember to keep your eyes to the skies as I'm simply your navigator on the highway to the heavens, 
See you on the radio here on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Health and happiness in 2023 and clear skies.